Scott, we're at it again. Second episode of This Might Work. Yeah, that's what the show is. What, what is this show about? This show is about two really handsome men, mm. former models. Yes. Who Very ta- former. Who talk about great product flops, great businesses that had ideas that at one point in time there was a pitch meeting in an office with a conference table and someone said, you know what? This might work. And it didn't. And this show is about what were they thinking? Yeah. Okay, so what is the what's the most essential product in American history? I mean, I, I that's just it's so iconic. It's been everywhere across the world. Um, it's just the greatest business model possibly. Uh, wh- what would that be? Trump, right? Trump, yes. That would be number one. We're not talking specifically people. Though. Oh, okay. That's a brand. There are steaks. There is water of university. Mm-hmm. I'd go with Coca-Cola. What do you think? It would be Coca-Cola, right? I it mean, has to it, be. It's such an essential product that Warren Buffett even, you know, staked much of his early career on that product. Am I not correct on this? That is true. And uh, in sixth grade, I had a rugby-style shirt that just had Coca-Cola written on the front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it morphed into everything. The marketing of it, you know, it's just sugar water. Yeah. I mean, it, it's an am- amazing product on that front. And then... What's also amazing about Coke is, is that every time you read like a, a life hack, like, okay, clean your toilet, fix your engine. What do they tell you? Pour, pour Coca-Cola Coke. on it. Yeah. And, and that's what we pour in our bodies. And I, I love it, by the way. Uh, I'm not one of these people that are going to tell you, don't drink that kind of stuff. That's not my place. I grew up with it. You Came, love it. I, I still like it. Yeah. Do you drink too much of it or do you think you drink the right amount? Um... Generally, I feel like I drink the right amount, though I have acid reflux, as people can hear probably from my voice, and I'd probably be better served if I didn't drink any of it. So that's not in the oversharing department. No, I don't think so. I think acid reflux is right on the edge of something that someone tells you. They're like, that's a little gross about you, but not too much. It's it's internal, but it's, yeah. You looked tanned today. I was out uh, watching uh, kids soccer. Yeah, you look healthy. Mm, it's it's uh, it's all that Coke Zero I drink. Yeah. Would you say you have a Coke problem? <laughs> uh, in college in the eighties, you might have been able to say that, but it was the Miami Vice days. Yeah. Were you more of a, a, a Tubbs or Crockett sort of guy? Um, I was definitely a Sonny Crockett because yeah. uh, I've been uh, rocking the uh, yeah the 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 three day growth from that point on. I mean, it was like George Michael yeah. and Sonny Crockett or the guy from color me bad that looked like George but Michael. That, that that was like 2000 or 1994, right. Or something. Call me. Bad. You've got a Don Johnson vibe. Like if things went horribly wrong for him aesthetically, if I had good hair, yeah. I could have been a Don Johnson or like type. a good jawline. That would have really if you were too. fit and dressed yeah. better, <laughs> right. Or funnier. He's not funny. Oh, a guy a like that is not funny. Mm, that's where like you got when him. When they put him in like a, a comedy, then you're like, you're wrecking it. It's like Nash Bridges. I don't know if that was funny. I never really watched the it. The name was funny. It was funny, yeah. But Miami Vice is a quality show. Okay, so this is our show. Um, we're going to talk about... I think the theme of our show 
is, of course, once again, what is the theme of our show? This might work. This might work. And it's like epic business fail kind of things. Sure. So what's the most famous one? It's got to be Coke's. New Coke. New Coke. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we all, you know, especially with Stranger Things coming out and they're, they're using it as a plot line and it's. But the idea of having the most essential product that's most American and probably the world's number one product, I'm guessing, in the, in the 1980s. Right. I don't know if it is still now, but it, it's still up there. To take that product and then just go, we did some uh, taste test and we've decided we're just going to pull that right off the shelves and we got something better for you. I mean, and it's not going to taste the same. Yeah. It's not just like a little quirk or a little change. This is a massive change. We're basically g- giving you a product that tastes a lot like Pepsi, yeah. even though we're the most famous product. Now, why would that happen? Yeah, so I think it begs the question, what were they hoping to accomplish? And by the way, and I don't remember, and, and you'll know this, were they trying to replace Coke with new Coke? Or was it an additional product that was going to go along with Coke? That that seems like more of a logical thing, right? You Maybe. know, like, okay, like Diet Coke, they added Coke Zero. Right. Because they were like, okay, this is... And we'll get into more of that because th- that, that kind of goes along with this. No, just 86 it. It's all off the shelves. The, okay. the Coke Classic or whatever they call it now, just Coca-Cola... Regular strength, off the shelves, new Coke, in its place, huge kickoff at Lincoln Center with the uh, stockholders, and we're going to do this. Okay, so, and I don't want to jump ahead too much, but the guy whose idea this was, they, they did end up executing him, right? Not only did they not execute him, um, with he, he stayed in the job, the two main guys, are still there for for years to come. And, well, I want to get ahead of things, as we brought up, but these two guys, as I said, were Donald Keough, who kind of was the, he was in all the commercials. He was like an Ed McMahon type. He was? He, I mean, if you watched him, you would think it was like Ed McMahon's brother. Like a Lee Iacocca type. Similar, but more Publishers Clearinghouse, Ed McMahon style, less, the you know. So... And then uh, the the CEO at the time was Robert Goizetta, I believe is his name. Sure. Pronounced. I th- That's uh, how I pronounce it regularly. Mm, yeah. So this happens. They have this big shareholders meeting, and they know there's going to be some pushback, of course. And this one woman calls in. They, they they took a phone call. Sure. And this is just amazing. And she's like, "Well, you know, I like I like Coke." Uh, like the regular Coke. I've drank that since I was a kid. And Keo, he's like, slow down, honey. What? Is that real? <laughs> yeah. He goes, slow down, honey. Give us a chance. I guarantee you're going to like it. Now, that this is kind of a, uh, uh, a reenactment, but he does say, slow down, honey. Because this is like 1984. Three oh, or yeah, you can say that. He didn't call I, her abroad or anything? Oh, he he did in his head. Oh, he called her Honey worse. was... Uh, Honey was Southern for broad? Yeah, but, but he was like an East Coast guy. Oh, really? But he they were based in Atlanta. So... Wait, can you imagine 
that this woman basically said, you are going to ruin everything. Mm-hmm. And he said, let me mansplain why you're wrong. Oh, it was, yeah. Uh, even the most, you know, uh, strident uh, chauvinist of 2019 would be like, oh, no, he didn't. If, if they would have heard him go say that. So it just kind of shows uh, uh, that moment, too. It was just like these were guys. These guys were together. They probably spent a lot of time on the golf course. And they decided, you know what? Well, why are we doing this? Well, Pepsi um, started doing these Choice the of Pepsi a new generation. Challenge. No, yeah. the Pepsi Challenge. What was the Pepsi? Oh, you taste the two next to right. one and you like the one. Ah, uh, yes. And they started doing this in the 70s and these blind taste tests. And what was going on was people were almost always choosing Pepsi. But in the commercial. It's no. not like you're going to show a commercial if you're Pepsi. And no, no, they had to show that 63% of people preferred Pepsi over okay. Coke. I mean, now why was that? Um, here's my theory. Okay. Okay, we put two cups. We have a Pepsi and we have a Coke next to each other. The initial real Coke and the, the Pepsi. Coke has got a bite to it. Okay. If you take like a little Dixie cup worth of Pepsi and a Dixie cup worth of Coke, I think most people would actually prefer the Pepsi because it doesn't have the bite. It's a little sweeter. Now, you start drinking a lot of that sweeter, it doesn't, you, all of a sudden, you don't maybe like it as much. And then, how do most people drink a beverage? Ice cold. I bet they kept the Coke warm. No. What? Oh, no. with ice? With ice. And so it numbs out the bite. It takes some of the bite. But then when you pour uh, a Pepsi that's maybe just really kind of sweet over the ice, it loses some of its, and it gets a little water, more watery. So it's, it's just amazing that you could introduce a product. Because basically New Coke tasted like a little better version of Pepsi to most people's taste buds. So in the taste test, this New Coke was beating Pepsi and Coke Classic. So they're like, we got to go this direction because Coke won't be on the shelves. We don't have to worry about that. Now, why wouldn't they just, as you said, have a new Coke, a Coke, and a Pepsi? Why wouldn't? Why would they not do that? That seems like a better hedge. But it sounds like they tried to do the three-way taste test, mm-hmm. and people chose new Coke. They did. Uh, they wanted to be able to say, "We have the number one beverage." Coke is. But the they number- did. It was really close then, and they were going to lose. They could see the writing was on the wall that younger people were drinking more and more of this. So that's why they wanted to introduce that. But here was the bigger issue with that. If you take, if you, 23% people like Coke, and 20 people like Pepsi, and 17 people like New Coke best, well, you're like, oh, we're kicking butt. We got 40%. They got 23. No. But you can't claim that we have the number one beverage no. anymore. No. And they wanted to be able to say, Coke Classic, always number one. So that's why they took the Coke off the shelves and put in the new Coke. They thought they could win the Pepsi drinkers and still keep their number one product there. So, you know, I wonder if this was the first very big example, and it's clearly the most famous example because we're talking about it, mm-hmm. of abandoning brand equity. Right. And 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 really blowing things up in a bad way. Oh, it, it's it's unreal to think that you could risk, take this kind of risk. I mean, let's say Budweiser. Let's say Budweiser for a second. Right. It says, 
you know what? We're going to take Bud Heavy and we're going to redo it, put a little cinnamon in it, a little coriander. Yeah. This is a new thing. I mean, you would have some Beechwood aged angry people. Oh, yeah. There'd be people. A lot of guys that have the weight of Clydesdales would be marching the streets ready to shake somebody loose. It, and that's kind of what happened. The, well, I'll give you an example. In late 1984, the Coke Labs came up with this new formula, and it beat Coke Classic and Pepsi 61 to 39. So they had two out of 100 people. That's the kind of, like, they had to have that kind of turn, but they were only thinking of the lab. They were thinking of cups. They were not thinking of all the other products that go with it. And then the biggest thing that they knew they were going to go up against a little bit, they were most worried about the South because okay. Coke is the South. A yes. lot of people don't say soda or pop. They say, I want a Coke. Yep. And Coca-Cola is based in Atlanta. All the things that they knew they were going to face some of that. But what happened was the tradition of it just it melted people's minds that this could happen, even though Bill Cosby was out there selling the new Coke. Not the best guy to be selling a beverage is his. Uh, I mean, we didn't really know at the time that maybe that was not going to be helpful in the future. <laughs> you take the Coca-Cola and you drink it down. And you... Is that Jamaican, uh, Bill Cosby? You know, I'm just thinking about. I think every, like, uh, uh, open mic comedian that wow. does am impressions. I an, am I an open mic comedian now? On that impression, yeah. Wow, this just... You know what? I have to tell you, I can now hear the acid reflux. <laughs> You've been waiting to slam me back with that, so you're... Yeah, it's kind of in a bad place right now. You can hear the acid reflux in your voice. It's getting worse. Nexium. I feel like you're the lady from the uh, 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 psychic friends hotline oh, from the saying? 90s. Oh, yeah, we'll work. have to do an episode on her. Yeah, because that worked. No, it would be pretty. Okay, so it came out, and, and and then what happened? Are we there yet? No, we are there. It came out. It comes out, and uh, it's a disaster in regards to the anger. People initially <laughs> kind of People hate liked, change. Well, people liked the flavor of it, and they're okay. like, oh, it's, it's not bad. Um, I don't think people liked it that much in the restaurants, though. And a lot of the restaurant chains and a lot of those people were like, hey, guess what? The Pepsi's been uh, offering us a, a cheaper uh, fountain price oh. than Coke. We're thinking about going that direction. See, once again, if you just had a product that just sat in, if it's strawberry Smucker's jelly and it sits, uh, and I said Smucker's. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow, dude, I got to put a label on this podcast. <laughs> uh, and you just set it there, and it mainly is just sold in stores. Not as big of a deal to have to try to figure out all the other elements of our business model. But obviously, Fountain, I would guess, soft drinks is a huge part of their market. And so th there was one problem after another. Then there was a group of people that got a lot of press about they had a they they opened up their own hotline for people who what? had been you know this is people part of our culture to, uh, there was hardly any Gatorade or anything nobody was drinking anything basically then but Coke but Coke Sprite oh I love Sprite or Seven Up probably maybe a root beer every once in a while or a yeah. Mountain Dew or a Dr Pepper there weren't all these other flavors and there definitely wasn't 
uh, Snapple. There wasn't uh, Smart Water or anything. You know, basically people drank a Coke or a PBR. I'm not a uh, soft drink sort of guy, but when I'm at a restaurant with a friend or something, then they order a Coke or a Diet Coke or something, and, and then the server says, oh, we have Pepsi products. Is there any more disappointing moment in human history? Some people get really angry about it. Like, no, I would have ordered a Diet Pepsi. Yeah. I'll take a beer. You know, and then they just like totally switch it up. Right. That's disappointing. I mean, you can feel it. Everyone's disappointed. Bad Yelp reviews are the result. I have actually had a person uh, at a bar when I was doing stand-up at, I asked for like a Diet Coke. Mm -hmm. And like, "Ah, we don't have any diet drinks. Wait a minute. We got a Coors Light. Yeah. Like I, you're in the right place. <laughs> like I guess it's like, well, if you can't get a diet Coke, that's right. You get a diet. We of course light. Like what? a lot of times a restaurant would just, the, if you said, I, I want a diet Coke and they would bring you a diet Pepsi, they wouldn't even tell you some, some places right. would. And why wouldn't you, that would be really funny though. If they just brought you a Coors light. Yeah. And you're like, well, this is RC Cola. <laughs> yeah. You know, the why do they call it diet beer? They just call it like light. Didn't beer. sound man, manly. That's got to be the reason. That's right? another episode. Oh, okay. Sorry. I know people are really like, oh my gosh, there's so many episodes that are coming up. What is with this show? At this point, I kind of do want to mention that this is our second episode. It our, really feels like our seems like our thousandth. It's that good. It's right right towards the end. Yeah, it feels like right before uh, well, well, someone puts well, us out of our misery. I, we're a little. You might notice that I'm doing most of the, like, you're asking good questions, and then I have answers to some and others I'm just kind of stammering at. Yeah. If you listen to This American Life, if you listen to uh, all the different NPR podcasts, even some of the other ones that are high end, they have lots of teams of researchers sure. and things like that. I will, I'll, I'll be truthful with everyone right now. We do not. I am the researcher. Yes. And, uh, if you're ever researching, I want to give you a little tip. There is a website. Uh, if you point, point Wikipedia. Okay. Uh, have you heard okay. about this site? Dynamite. Dynamite people. Uh, Jimmy Wales, I think is the guy's name that runs it. He asked me for $2. Did uh, he give it to him? I gave him $2. You did? I gave him $2. And he said if everyone just gave like a penny, then the site would do really well. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to step up for all 200 listeners that we have. So, Seems uh, a little aggressive. I'm hoping. And so that's what I'm telling you. I, a lot of this comes from Wikipedia. And my theory on this show is that we will be 50% accurate. Some shows, maybe even more. Um, we're going to be 80% authentic. Isn't authentic an important thing now? It is. I'm always curious, though, where did the bulk of your research happened because you're on the road a lot mm-hmm. uh, i do a lot of corporate uh, gigs and and, yeah. and and stand-up gigs, fundraisers all that kind of stuff so would did this happen in a hotel room if so where or did this happen at, at home it happened uh, this this week it happened in a uh, best western plus pool while uh, uh a tw- 12 uh, 11 year old soccer travel team boys were mm-hmm. screaming in the yeah. pool so maybe some of the research didn't sink in quite the way I would have liked it to. Sure. But it uh, does not make this topic less interesting. Should we point out that, that you had an association with those boys because you're one of their fathers as opposed to you're <laughs> just at a Best Western Plus 
following a boys' soccer team around. No, I did, I'm trying to help you. That really did help me. Thank you. Yeah, Pete. You're trying to do the carp the corporate work. Yeah. Well, even even I I think it would be even frowned upon even in my. You're getting the pool. Yeah. <laughs> so let's hear the history of coke. How about that? Let's do it. Okay. Wasn't it one? Wasn't there cocaine in it at one point? Yeah, like, 1886. Coke was everywhere. Okay, coke started in 1886. I'd and, heard. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking for my notes. Uh, I don't know where that. You're, you're not stammering like a guy looking for your notes. <laughs> so that's good. I mean, no one will know. Yeah. Yes, there was traces of cocaine. Like you, you wouldn't be like wired out of your mind. It wasn't like reefer madness, but with cocaine, it wasn't that level of cocaine. Okay. And it was a medicinal product, like because everything at the time was thought of. You know, that's where the. Uh, Kellogg's and Post came out of, they were places that were health, health like uh, resorts. And, and cocaine was a medical product. Even mm. up until the 80s, I had a, a, a nose job, a rhinoplasty in the 80s because I broke my nose so many times as a kid. And waking up the anesthesia, there was a cocaine liquid solution drip that I was given. That's true. As a kid, I was high on cocaine at a hospital. Did, did this happen in the, the country of Colombia? It, it was, I yes. Mean, is this like Colombian nose job. You've heard of it. Oh, my gosh. No, that's true. What I, what I just said is true. I was like in fourth grade, uh, and I got a nose job in cocaine. It was on the itemized bill that my parents got. Cocaine solution. Mm. It, was a, it was the best day of my life. Yeah, in fourth grade. Yeah. You had, a, you had an actual cocaine experience in my nose because it was a nose job this sounds very you know we can get my mom on the part of the part that's not 50 percent accurate no you know what here's what i'm gonna do my hand is to the sky which means it's pointing towards my my dead dog otis i 100 percent remember it that way i sound like sammy sosa now you do i like it okay that's that's a crazy story so, so Coca-Cola, <laughs> this beverage Sorry. people drink, they move on years and years. They just, they just start taking over the country and they're marketing. They're the marketing geniuses sure. of everything. They, of course they are. They were the first ones to really kind of put up signs everywhere. Enjoy. Enjoy Coke. So like wherever you would go, you would see Coke signs. In World War II, the government made sure all its service people had Coke available. So... When they left, the bottling plants that they built, like in Europe, were there. And uh, they were like, you know what? Let's keep pumping this out because some of the locals even like this. So in some ways, they were kind of like the first global product. Yeah. And that's interesting. Yeah. So this is where this company, you know, if you think this company has not been run well, it is run well. So this CEO, Robert Goizetta, I believe, comes in. And uh, how could a guy have the cojones? The Goizetas. The Goizetas to make this move. Here's the deal. In 1982, he introduces Diet Coke. And that and, went really well. Oh, big time. And, and Coke produced the horrible product named Tab before that. Oh, yeah. That was a Coke product? That still is a Coke product. It still exists. My mom used to drink the oh, heck out of Tab. It's horrible. Oh, man. And and so 
they produced this. Now, they didn't pull Tab off the shelves, but he it kind of gave him a little bit of the nerve. Oh, you That know makes what? a lot of sense. Okay, there's going to be some more sense that's dropped. By you? It's finally going to happen. It would have been good for me to do that at the start to like you know establish some kind of credential. No, we need people to turn it off before it starts going well. Is that going to be our theme? Yeah, like... If you stick, it's like the end of a Marvel movie. It's like, if you wait till after the credits, something amazing is going to happen. It's this show. It's like, once you can't stomach it anymore and you're gone, you and I'll share a moment. Mm. Maybe that's our new tagline. Let's have that moment right now. Okay, so here's a moment. They produce this product, Diet Coke. It just crushes. It becomes the third most popular soda, pop, Coke, wherever you are in the United States. Uh, in America, uh, right behind Coke and Pepsi. Coke, Pepsi, and Diet Coke. And then they have two of the three. They have two of the three. And the flavor of Coke, the, basically the formula of new Coke was very similar. New Coke is basically Diet Coke with sugar. and As, as, as opposed to aspartame. I don't get into the... Uh, those kind of topics. I didn't really get that far in the research. I'm just talking about the flavor. Sure. Just the flavor of it. It does not taste like Coke Classic. Diet Coke is not. Guess what tastes like Coke Classic? What formula? Coke Zero. Right. I I like Coke Zero, but I don't drink Coke. I I always liked Coke much better than Diet Coke, even though I would have preferred to have a diet product. Coke Zero comes out. I'm like, okay, I'm on the Coke Zero bandwagon. I don't even know why you drink Diet Coke. So my dad owned a business and there were vending machines in this business. And so they would stock up the vending machines with different beverages. Is that where you got the shirt? Yes. Shirts. Visual references on podcasts. No, in this case, Pete is wearing a very, um, it makes you look like you actually work for a living. It does. It's It's the first time I've ever seen you not look like a dandy. (laughs) It's like a mechanic shirt that says Pete on it. And then the name of my business on the other side. Oh yeah. So we had this vending machine and he would stock it with whatever beverage he would buy at whatever wholesale club was around at the time. And for a while it was Coke and then they got a Pepsi thing going, but then he started, he got this deal on, uh, what was the RC Cola? Right. And it was from a warehouse fire. (laughs) I'm not kidding. (laughs) And so there were all these cans that were like the color was singed off of them. So they were silver again and they had been boiled within the cans and he couldn't put them in the vending machines, but he got a deal. So he brought home these fire tainted cans. Right. So for about a year and a half, I drank fire RC Cola and its sister diet, right? Diet right's no good. I used to drink them all the time. Have you ever had heated and then cooled and then refrigerated? Diet right or RC Cola? Did, did it even foam up at all? Like if you shook it like really hard, it would just still come out like motor oil or something? I still twitch. Anytime that I... That explains s- something. It does. Anyway, how about that for a story? That's a good one. And RC Cola, actually, I would have told you was the best of the three growing up. I thought it was good. They used to serve it at some, some steak and shakes back in the day. Hmm. Hmm. I, we're, a, we're a national podcast there's some parts there's a steak and shake in santa monica is there right on the strip okay and california is better than everything according to california not according to texas yeah that's a good point 
Okay, so this goes on. Coke is the powerhouse. Pepsi is a far second all the way up until the 70s when the Pepsi challenge happens. They bring in Goizetta to try to stem the tide of this. He comes up with this Diet Coke. I don't think he was actually in the lab that came up with it, but he is, he can't do any wrong because the shareholders are like, oh, my Lord. I mean, I'm sure Warren Buffett was still 60 years old in 1982. Yeah, He shows least. up to it. You know, he's with Munger, and they're like, oh, my gosh, this Diet Coke. We're bringing it back to Omaha. Yeah. And that's 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 it. That's actual audio. That was actually. Uh, we need to reference that. Yeah, sorry. Thank, thank you for the people. Hey, your impressions are good. No, they're not very good either. Like an open mic guy. I, I've written for an impressionist, my you know, for a long time. I do a podcast with him, uh, the Frank Caliendo cast. It's a sports podcast. Uh, I, they don't give me as much time. Maybe I'm starting to understand why. People listen to that one. Yeah, they do a lot. Yeah, that's yeah, good. That's doing well. So th- this comes out. There's a, there's a, Coke is in. Our American culture, it's the apple pie and the Chevrolet and all that kind of thing. And then it's pulled away and you can't get it. And people are like, you got two months to get it. So hoarding. Okay, hoarding. People are going to, yeah. they just buy it well, once again. That was good for sales for a stretch. Totally. Because they bought it all. Remember when the Twinkie thing happened with the hostess? Yeah, totally. And people hoarded those up. So I'm sure for like a two or three month period for that quarter they crushed it because people bought up all the coke but then so much bad press people were furious they kept calling they calling and then i think a big part of this that they could not feel like they could hold on was that restaurants were going to change and go to pepsi when that happened then they're like oh my god we didn't think about that and oh he couldn't go oh honey i promise it's 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 the best. It's it's like Coke, but better. Slow down, honey. Couldn't do that. So six months later, he comes on the screen, Donald Keogh, and he's like, you know what? And it was a great ad. It's a great ad. And once again, he's an Ed McMahon type guy, glasses, gray, nice gray hair, you know, kind of a rough kind of voice. And he's like, you know, you made a good point. We heard you. We're responding. And they brought the Coke classic back out and people rejoiced and did sales boom. Yes. And Pepsi went down because all the free press that Coke got during this period, every newscast was talking about it. You know what just occurred to me in a very natural way. I just like touched my face, like in home alone, like Macaulay Culkin, Mm -hmm. like when he put it on the aftershave. International house of burgers. Yeah. I hob. I think they tried to basically do this. Uh-huh. They tried to new Coke their pancakes. Everyone said, this is dumb. This is dumb. And the whole time, they just had to hold out long enough to give the punchline and say, hey, y'all, we're messing with you, but we do have burgers now. Right? I, I think it's a, sim- a similar thing. I mean, you could look to the last election and go, there was one guy that ran for president who basically had no campaign funds and was on all the time. Every day he produced. Who? I can't think the guy's name. I don't know what happened to him. Jeb. No, that oh. Jeb with an, I like how you said it, like with the exclamation well, that's point. That's what it is. It's like, wow, the chips. Hey, episode one. So this is where things go. 
You would think that these guys would have been railroaded out. No, the shareholders were upset. But within a year, everything is back. The momentum that Pepsi had, Pepsi had done a great job speaking of marketing. They were a, a drink for a younger generation. And they had Michael Jackson and people that, once again, maybe in the future. Cosby and Michael Jackson were doing Coke They were battling against ads. each other. Yeah. Different market, though. It was. And, and who was doing the RC Cola? In the 70s? Ted Bundy? OJ. No, he was Oh, no, no. He no, was, you're not. You. No, no. He was the main spokesperson for RC. Please tell me this is you're true. making that up. I'm not making it up. You were making that up. No, no. Is there so, that, that can't be true. It is totally true. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why somebody has not done a movie about this. Okay, so oh, just to summarize, as, as the, mm -hmm. the, 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 the structure of the show, RC Cola was uh, pitched by... Orenthal James Simpson. Yeah, back in the 70s. I don't know if it was through the 80s, but you know how he did Hertz later yeah. on? He had three big products he did. That was one of them. Dingo Boots was the other one. Michael Joseph Jackson, I think that's his name. Uh, he pitched Pepsi. Oh, he, he you remember his hair got on fire. And Bill Cosby pitched Coke. Yeah, and then he moved over to New Coke, and he had done a thing, oh, the, the Coca-Cola is the real thing and all this stuff, and then... When the new Coke happened, and he's like, ah, oh, this is better. And, and it, that was one of the few times where, uh, in those in that time, where Bill Cosby's authenticity was questioned. Yeah. Because they're like, wait a minute, you were telling us this Coke was so good, and now you're telling us new Coke. I think you're a bit of a sellout. And then Harvey Weinstein was Mountain Dew. Not known that well that... Uh, uh, Harvey Weinstein, not a guy you would think uh, would be the promoter of yeah. Mountain Dew. Yeah. Yeah, no, that is not true at all. I turn to Mountain Dew. I can't. It's going away. <laughs> this is why you can't do impressions unless you can do impressions because they fade. You need to be perfect with an impression. Yeah. I mean, that's where, you know, people will give, like, my friend Frank Caliendo crap about uh, an impression that he does. You know, I was like, well, that wasn't, like, that wasn't great. Yeah. And you're like, well, you who know, do he, you do? <laughs> he's like, he does like 60 voices and I would say 45 of them are almost perfect. Yeah. And there might be 15 where Dana Carvey, uh, his impressions were never perfect, but they were absolutely hilarious because he would make them like a cartoon. Yeah. And, uh, if, if you're going to do an impression, you should just make it totally silly. Yeah. Cause that way no one can, it doesn't uh, have to be as perfect. Like Will Ferrell doing George W. Bush was not, not technically close. perfect. Daryl Hammond, yeah, Daryl Hammond would do him perfectly. Yeah, and but the, he had to face pressure. So that was the story of new of, Coke. of the new Coke and uh, things. Uh, Pepsi never caught back up. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the Lena Letterman thing because when Letterman first took over the show, he was beaten Leno badly and w when they split off the late shift and uh, but it was just a little burst and then Leno ended up winning for decades and there were just a couple little moves that made that happen now I was trying to I was trying to find a book on this sure because I thought well let's let's if people want to really know the real truth of all of this be a hundred percent authentic or at least 99 percent truthful Instead of the 50% I, I put up there, 
you can um, you can't find a book on it that's really any good. I, I tried. I, I, I even read one of them. But when you put in Coke, there are like 25 of these books. They're called The Coke Girls. Oh. G-U-R-L-S. G-U-R-L-S. And uh, they're wild, these books. These these are the Coke. There's Chi-Town Coke Girls. What's happening right now? There's the Cali Coke Girls. There's like three books of the Cali Coke Girls. Here's my favorite. The Coke, the uh, Flint. Flint, Michigan's got their what? own Coke Girls. What are Coke Girls? Um, there, there's, there's some wild ladies that maybe party a little too much. Oh, this took a turn. And the books are about uh, a lifestyle of more like your fourth grade adventure or Sonny Crockett. You know, I was at a wedding in uh, Kentucky, and uh, this was right after college, and I was in my Jack and Coke phase. Mm. There's not a Bowling Green Coke girl that I know of. No, no, but I was near Bowling Green, near Lexington. Uh, Coke, They're not that close. Jack and Coke face. They're not close at all. And I go up to the bar and I said, uh, "I'll Jack and Coke." Sure. And the guy goes, "Son, this is Bean Country." Oh. I was like, "Okay, well, I'll have a uh, Jim and Coke." And he goes, "Son, it's Beam and Coke." And I said, "Okay, I'll have a Beam and Coke." And he goes, "Son, we have Pepsi." <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, my wife brings it up every time we're in Kentucky. Son, we have Pepsi. I think of the same guy yeah. uh, when I was waiting tables one year. There was a, uh, there, there's a, there's a race uh, for, it's called uh, Grand Nationals. And it happens on Labor Day in Indianapolis. It's the big, oh, yeah, big thing. Yeah. And they, they got all the. Um, people that love that kind of racing. It's just, just like drag racing. Drag right? racing. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. So this guy comes in and uh, I'm at like some place. It was a little ahead of its time and they had a lot of beers on tap. Okay. Red Lobster? No, it wasn't. There was no Cheddar Bay biscuits that they oh, served at this place. Man. So this guy says to me, he's like, hey, buddy, um, I'll take uh, I'll take an old Milwaukee in a can. That's and really specific. That, yeah. And this was probably 1996. Okay. okay. Still, though. And I'm like, hey, sir, I'm sorry. We don't have, we don't have old Milwaukee. Uh, whew. You got Bush? I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. We don't, we don't have Bush. <laughs> Big man. Probably. Do you got a Budweiser? I mean, he's saying it very loud. Yeah. He's like, he's trying to make Embarrass a, you. Yes. Like, I'm embarrassed by this guy that ordered uh, old Milwaukee in a can. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, we got Budweiser, but we don't have it in a can. Oh, hoity toity. Don't carry beer in a can. I guess I'll drink the Bud in a bottle. I got to live that. And and then so I bring him, he gets two of them. And I think they were like, I don't know, $3 a yeah. bottle. And he's like, $6 for two beers? You people are mighty proud of your beer. <laughs> That's a great way to say something's expensive. Yes. Yeah, so from I'm using on, that. Yeah, I, I even use the voice. You can't say it without yeah. using the yeah. voice, though. And that's guy. You I, people are mighty proud of your pizza. Yeah. You can and, use it for anything. And just to give you an idea of how, I, the rest of the time the guy talked like he was from Winnipeg, but. <laughs> 
just that little the that beer. little that the beer thing and man it, you got to say it that way dude that's amazing he might have been the same guy so this is our story this is what we kind of do i don't know if this is something that people like i like it i like it you know what makes this great oh, yeah i'm gonna i want everyone to hear this that's research one, two three four five pages of research and i think the most important page i didn't i, I left somewhere i it looks like <sighs> rick moranis's legal pad kind of does I, so here's the joke everybody it's a small legal pad like honey small, i shrunk the kids yeah. oh i see what you're doing and so what i what i try to do is if people don't get one of my jokes i'll explain it i thought you were talking about are you the key master? I'm the gatekeeper. That's a good Rick Moranis. You should go on stage with that at an open mic. <laughs> you can do your Jamaican uh, Bill Cosby. Take the pudding popper and you take and you dip it in your Coke and it dissolves cocaine. Thank you again for listening. Do you have, Pete, is there anything you want to offer? Uh, any, uh, just in general? Uh, yeah. You know what? It means so much to me that you took time not you, Scott, mm -hmm. the listener, took time out of your busy schedule of you know selfies and getting people to like pictures of you. And maybe you're not watching TV right now, you know, other people doing things. And, and maybe you've chosen not to, to you know, work out right now. Instead, you're just sitting there enjoying a nice cold Coca-Cola, yeah. listening to great impressions with comedian, open mic comedian Scott Long and me, Peter Dunn. I am trying to uh, get people maybe to actually hire me as a comedian. I feel like this is really not working for me at all. I think this is going to be the, I think you were a little concerned that this show could actually negatively impact your business empire. But what's happening is people are probably like, this guy is kind of keeping things from just going totally off the road. This other guy who is supposed to be uh, someone that we'd bring for our corporate act seems very unreliable. What did you, could you go and do an open mic and like under the understanding where no one knows you there, right. which you're going to have to get out a little bit. I mean, you have to go to an area of the country where people don't know who you are. You go to this open mic and, and don't act like you're a comedian, but just do your, do your thing. Would it kill or would it be so out of context at an open mic? It wouldn't do well. I would be better than all the other open micers, except right. for the one person who brought 15 people. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's so true. A guy who works in accounting who tells obscure jokes that they all laugh at. Well, yeah. So, um, yeah, I would be better than that. So, because Because I'm confident I've done it for 27 yeah. years. Well, I, I didn't doubt that you'd be better than everyone. It's whether it plays to that type of room, which is just admittedly a really weird room. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, and, and I could bomb, sure, at, at an open mic. Everybody can bomb at an open mic. It, oh, I have. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> uh, one, one thing also that I do think um, I want people to know, we're going to uh, have a video that comes along with this oh. uh, podcast where I am going to, uh, I spent $20 to get two cans. That's good financial advice. Yeah. <laughs> of new Coke. That's what that's what Coke must be mighty proud of that Coke for twenty dollars. <laughs> totally. Oh my god. Yeah, I spent twenty dollars and I thought I was getting more. They gave me two cans of this and then they gave me 
couple little bottles, one bottle of Coke and one bottle of, of Coke Classic. So I, I'm going to do a taste test with my kids. With a boys soccer team in a hotel. <laughs> Wait, this is really not going no, well. No, no, no. They don't, there's not enough. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not the Lord. I'm not Jesus that can take w- yeah. two cans and serve 12 kids with that two cans of new Coke. That was so, a fishes and loaves joke. It was. We're going to have the thing. We're going to put it up. It's kind of like, uh, hey, you want to listen to this podcast? Hopefully people will see that. They'll be delighted by my children, and they'll be like, let's give this guy a chance. Hey, your family's much better than you. Yeah, you. I got nothing. Uh, they're delightful. Have you have you looked at your people? No, I don't. I I'm gonna leave them. But all right. So, this is another episode. Next next episode is gonna be what? Have we decided? No, we haven't decided. All right. Does well, it does it seem like with these five small legal pad from Honey I Shrunk the Kids that we've decided? No. Okay. Let's leave it here, uh, Scott. As they say in Atlanta. Uh, scottcomedy.com was that uh, as a comedian anything you i can plug leave anything. to plug and and pete <laughs> pete where would people find anything about you scottcomedy.com there you go and uh, on twitter uh pete goes under scott comedy that's right and on instagram he is uh what is it scott comedy scott comedy okay and uh outside of snapchat uh ever since this uh, thing with the 11 year old boys in the pool I am not allowed on Snapchat. That's right. Buy you beer, Scott, 62. <laughs> hey, okay. thank you again for listening. And uh, we're going to pretend that there'll be a third episode. All right. Goodbye, everybody.